I get it started You are now tuned in to my parents' office yeah, With Brett Castle and Andrew Diaz New, new dropping, yeah, you know where I'll be at Believe that, New England flow in your speakers Tryna run game, lace heat like sneakers In a flashlight, lightning bugs I pop up at your spot and I'm lighting up, yeah JR on a mic and I'm next to blow No commercials, I turn it to an episode Better get down to business, begin the show So let me get going, welcome to MPO What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the My Parents Office podcast. Today, we've got episode 130 of the show. Uh, big preview as to this weekend in college wrestling. Um, along with me on the second half of the show, I'll do some just free agent uh, housekeeping type of stuff um, about what's going on in the world of uh, NFL free agency since it's kicked off. It's been one of the most wild off seasons I've ever seen. But uh before you get into that, this podcast is brought to you by Student Union Sports. Um, and make sure you follow us on social media at My Parents Office on Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, and YouTube. Um, My Parents Office podcast on Facebook and articles from the office on Substack. Like I said before, I'm also writing for Student Union Sports. So a lot of these sports articles that you see on uh, articles from the office will be uploaded there. But if you want more of my music stuff that I'm writing or just different stuff in general, uh, make sure you check out articles from the office. But Brett is joining right now for probably our, what we would equate to being like our Super Bowl. Um, this is one of the biggest weekends in uh, college. Probably it is the biggest weekend in college wrestling, one of the biggest in wrestling. So I'm super excited. I know you are. Uh, Brett, how are you? What's up, buddies? The best week of the year. It really is. It, it, it doesn't get much better than this. I, I'm, ex- I'm yeah. so excited. I'm making Zoe make dips with me. We're going all out. <laughs> what, what, what dips are you going with? What are the... Uh, right, so we're going like with that. I think we're making some spinach and cheese dip, a bunch of shit. She has like, um, like a party foods book, so we're going to make some stuff out of that. Oh, nice. That's a good idea. That's no. What is your go-to dip? Like at any time, any place, what is the one? If like, you're not having any the rest of your life, like what is, what are you keeping around? Um, I don't know, but uh, maybe we get back to that and have like a cheese ranking kind of thing. I would say like, like a dip rank. Are you a Buffalo, a Buffalo dip guy, Buffalo chicken dip? Yeah, but it's not a top three. What? Like, I think I put blue cheese over buffalo. I, mm, that's but it's also categories. There's, like, wing dip. There's, like, chip dip. Like, yeah, so I'm going, like, chip dip. Or, like, um, like I'd count, like, a spinach dip and, like, buffalo chicken dip in, like, the same category. With what, though? With chips or with wings? Not wings. Chips. So I think wings, mm. I, think, I think buffalo, I think blue cheese is like a sauce or ranch as more of a sauce when you're no, dipping. I agree. Because like, I think of when you're making a dip, there's a lot that goes into it. You bake it or you mix a lot of stuff together to create that. The salsa is also considered a dip. I'd say if you make it, you can count it as a dip. If you okay. buy it, oh, it does not. But you can buy dip. I'm keeping this. I'm not, I'm not arguing. <laughs> um, no, nah, we should have like a, a dip draft. We will. All right. So we'll, we'll just have to, that'll be down the road so we can line up the, uh, 
the actual rules and stipulations for that. But we do have the most exciting uh, year for a college, the most exciting weekend um, for any college wrestling fan. The brackets are out. Um, everything is pretty much set and ready to go, uh, barring any people missing weight, any scratches. What we're looking at is pretty much what we are going to get. Um, and I'm super excited about it. So for today, we're going to do breaking up with the idea of doing kind of a mini bracket where we take the top four seeds um, and predict like pretty much have them in the semifinals and pick out of the top four seeds who we think will win in the semis and who we think will win in the finals. So um, 125, I'm actually looking at it, is ridiculously deep. Like out, outside of the top four, you've got Latona is the 24th ranked wrestler. Schroeder, Schroeder is the nine. Camacho is the 14. But like Latona's beaten Camacho in pretty much every time they've wrestled. Besides uh, their last time wrestling. Yes. Brody Teske from UNI is the 15. I mean, this weight is pretty stacked. So I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see these top four. But for the sake of this, we're sticking to the top four. Um, the number one seed is Nick Siriano from Michigan. The number two seed is Vito from Cornell. Uh, the three seed is Pat Glory from Princeton. And the four is Brandon Courtney from ASU. Um, so we're moving those guys up. They're in the semifinals. They're going to start wrestling for the finals. Who are you taking in the Suriano versus Brandon Courtney match? Uh, 11-0 versus 21-1. Yeah, and like you just said, you'd be a little surprised. Or would you say you'd be surprised if it wasn't these four? I'd be a little surprised if it wasn't at least a top three. I would be surprised if we did actually see Brandon Courtney make it to the semifinals. Like, that was the one guy I was going to say I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't make it. Like, I think – Yeah, exactly. I, I know he's 21-1. I know his only loss is number three pack glory. But last year's – like, his – he was – the reason why he, he has so much spotlight right now is because he was in the finals last year. Yeah. But the bracket last year is pretty dang weak compared to this year. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, from his side of the bracket, I could – there's, like, two guys I pick out that I could see – beating him and coming out of that side to wrestle Suriano for in the semis. And yeah. That, I mean, McKee I, is never an easy match. Iowa isn't an easy match. Hildebrandt isn't easy. Lamont Schroeder. What was that? Lamont or Ayala. Lamont from Utah Valley is a good wrestler and Ayala as well. Cause they're on the same part of as yeah. uh, Brandon Courtney. So I, I like both those guys to beat him, but. I mean, with, with all that being said, we're pretty much dodging around the question. I think we're dodging around the answer. I think both of us think Suriano is going to win that if they wrestle. Suriano over Courtney via demolition. Yeah, I, I think I don't think a tech or a pin, I think major. No, for sure. Um, Picks up a lot of riding time. I just think it's just going to be just a pounding. Like, he's just not going to let up on him. Yeah. And then for the uh, other semifinal, for the veto and glory, um, they're one-on-one this – What? A match you saw this year already. I saw the first one, and the first one went Glory's way in a very close back and forth match. Both guys were a little sloppy compared to like their normal standard, I'd say. And then it was flipped in their EIWA finals where Vito majored Glory. So, I mean, that was two weekends ago. So, I don't really see that much being changed out of recency bias or yeah. out of recency. So, <laughs> I do think it's wild how both of them are have one loss this year and both lost like each loss is to that same guy. Like that's probably very rarely you see something yeah. like that happen. But yeah, I got to go with you. I got to go ride with Vito. 
um, in this, especially because I think just when you go off how recent that how recent he beat um, Glory and in the way he did it, I think there's really no contest when it comes to that. I mean, I think it'll be close, but I think uh, I like Vito comfortably in that match. Yeah, and for both guys beating each other, we'll see that again at 184 for Miles Mead and Aaron Brooks. Uh, finals of this, do you think Suriano or Vito? Um, I don't remember if they – I think they have wrestled in folk. Uh, so Vito has the most recent win, but in freestyle, but I'm pretty sure it was like a criteria kind of win, like tied. Yeah. Um, uh, you go first. <laughs> I, I'm, I like I, see, I, I like Suriano as my winner this year of uh, 125 outside of everything. I, I think he's the best wrestler in this bracket um, just off of – I think the experience is a big help for him too. The year off definitely I think could have helped him too. Um, the year off from college wrestling, I should say. Um, I, I really like Suriano f- uh, winning a national title for Michigan this year. Um, over veto by maybe three or four points. I, I think it'll be maybe close on the scoreboard, but not close in the way that they wrestled. I think Suriano dominates, but it's not a high scoring match. Yeah. I mean, I know we made our official predictions I can pull those like a month ago at this point, but I'm going to have to go with veto. I mean, at the same time, like, I don't know if I'm getting like, who I want to win a little mixed up with who I think will win. I want Vito to win. And I kind of think Vito, he definitely has a chance. He's beat him in the past in freestyle. Um, he definitely has a more wacky, um, funky type of style compared to other guys who he's wrestled this year in this bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad to see. It makes me think in a positive way that they haven't met at all this year. Yeah. You know, since like, like let's just say Suriano won and he's gotten the feel. Like I would think Suriano would have even more of a chance to win. Yeah. But the fact that it's his first crack at him this year, I think Vito's going to be a problem. I'm going to have Vito winning. So I'm looking at our picks. Neither of us are going with our picks from before. You had Sur- so this really? is back in February, beginning of February. You took Did Suriano. You, say Spencer? you took Suriano. I took Glory. Really? Okay. That's fine. Uh, 133, the top four seeds there are, oh yeah, that's 141. 133, number one seed is RBY, number two, Dayton Fix, number three, uh, McGee from ASU, and number four, Corbin Myers from Virginia Tech. Um, I like Corbin Myers as a wrestler. I think he's a good wrestler. I think he's a guy that will take third this year, but I don't see him beating RBY in the semis if they, if, when that time comes which I think will happen. I think I, I'm very confident that we'll see a Myers RBY semifinal um, happen, but I, I just don't see Myers. Uh, he's not on the same level as uh, RBY. Um, that's in my opinion. I think RBY wins pretty comfortably in that match to, to advance to the finals. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, <laughs> wait, who do you have making the, who do you have in the semis for the – okay, that's what you said. All right. Um, I didn't think it's match yet. Yeah. So I was just looking at Corbin Myers' matches right now, and his only – so when it comes to the top four right now, it looks like his only loss in that top four is to Michael McGee. I know they're not wrestling in the semis, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, the fact that he's really not on, I mean, he's on the level of number three, but he's definitely not on the level of one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, I see the top four going pretty chalk. And I mean, I have both Fix and RBY, RBY making the finals. Yeah, I, I think we're in the same boat. And I look at other guys, the only other guy that could cause problems in this bracket is Austin DeSanto, but I don't even see him as a, a real threat in this bracket. Actually, no, no, I should say Ragason. Ragason's the other guy. I mean, DeSanto is definitely more of a threat than Ragason, in my opinion. Like, DeSanto... Not against RBY, though, because they're on different sides of the bracket. No, well... DeSanto would have to wrestle RBY first. Ragason would be against uh, McGee. Wait, wouldn't it be DeSanto and Corbin Myers in the quarters? Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. I looked at I had it flipped. Um, And then, but Ragason would be against... Uh, McGee, which I like a lot. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't close the first time, but mm-hmm. that shouldn't be just like a broad pick. I mean, you shouldn't look at that match and think it should go exactly as it went the first time because Ragson's good. Like, I don't know what happened that first time, but I definitely don't see him being like taken down after taken down like it was the first time. Like, I know, I don't know if it was like that first scramble. And Ragason got tired, and then it went uh, McGee's way the rest of the time. But I don't see that going the same way it went the first time. But um, DeSanto, I know we're talking about the top four. DeSanto, I don't want. I don't think it's like rock solid that um, RBY wins every time. I know RBY has won the past five straight, yeah, but they've all to, been tough super- to bet against RBY when they wrestle. No, I agree. They've won the last. Um, everybody's won the last five. Um, mm-hmm. one of them being an injury default, but he was winning beforehand. Yeah, and it they're all super close. If DeSanto could just figure it out and get one takedown, the match is definitely different. But yeah, RBY versus Dayton Fix into the finals. Um, it's a hard one. Like I know RBY does have the most recent win, but Fix has looked really good this year. He made the world finals, which yeah. I know is freestyle, but. I mean, that's some pretty good competition. Um, I, I've got RBY winning. Um, I just like his style. I, I do think things can change a lot if Fix gets on top because he's just so strong for this weight. He's a hammer uh, of a wrestler in general, not just in the top position. But I still like RBY, just how his style of wrestling against Fixes, I think, will work pretty well. I, I honestly – that I, I RBY has been my pick for a while now, um, and I, I really don't think at this point of the year it, I'm going to go against him. You said if Fix gets on top, I don't. I mean, I know you probably meant that maybe with a takedown, but this match is definitely getting um, determined on the feet. Yeah. So, I, I I'm going to pick. So my heart says RBY, my brain says Fix right now. So, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I love RBY. Mm-hmm. I think I said fix when we picked yeah. the first time. I don't know if you have those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had RBY, you had fix. Yeah, and I mean, they both look super good. I know RBY has that, that last win over him, and I want RBY to win. But, I mean, the fact of how hyped Dane Fix was going into college, how well he's done on the um, senior level, he's got to get one eventually. So, I mean. I know. Uh, I think that could be this year. Um, Like I said, I want RBY to win. I'm picking fix. Uh, 141. 
Uh, we've got Nick Lee, the one seed against the four, the four seed Real Woods from Stanford. Um, and then the three seed Seabass versus uh, the two seed Jane Ironman. Um, I, I honestly, I'm shocked Real Woods. I, I, I am and I am not shocked that Real Woods is the four seed. I'm, I think there's guys that are better than him ranked below him in this bracket. Um, so with the, I, I like Nick Lee a lot in this. I, I, I don't think it's going to be a very close match between the two. Yeah. Yeah, I don't exactly know why he's ranked fourth. His best wins are over number. I mean, I don't know what these guys are seated, but um, his best wins are uh, number seven, Grant Willits. Um Number eight, Andrew Lirez, and number 10, Alan Hart. So, I mean, when it comes to the top 10, rank-wise, I mean, I understand, I guess. Yeah, I um, I, I just think – I think that I, – I do think Aliras, even though that Woods beat him, if they wrestle again, I think Aliras wins. Um, I like him a lot. And then I like – what's his name from uh, Pitt? Um, Cole Matthews? Cole Matthews, yeah. I like him a lot too. I would have ranked them ahead of Real Woods. So like, I'm going Nick Lee. Like, not. I don't think it's gonna be a close match. Nick Lee is just a, a train right now. Um, I think it'd be a close match score wise, but not. I don't think it would be a close match like watching. Yeah, dominant. You know I, mean. like, I think. I, I always go back to watching Ryan Deacon wrestle like uh, last year, even though he didn't win a national title. He was just a hammer on top in all of his other matches. Like it wasn't close when he would get on top and just ride guys out. He'd win matches four, nothing or five, nothing, but it was an absolute utter domination. Like, I think that's what we're going to see. Yeah. How weird is it to see Michich at 24? I, I honestly forgot he was wrestling. <laughs> he's like an old man now, like just an old de- a decrepit man at, uh, he's 10 and six. It's so weird. It's, I wish he never came back. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think he was going to qualify, to be honest. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised if that didn't happen. It, I think it if hurts his happen. legacy. Like, I know we've talked about this before in a in a way, because, I mean, the amount of wrestling fans there are, they're growing every year. Mm-hmm. So a lot of younger kids, the first time they're seeing Stavon Micic is this year, and he's not looking too good. So it kind of hurts. Like, it's kind of – sad in a way to see how good he was at 133 and to see that he's kind of like a shell of himself at 141 i don't know how healthy he is i know he's a lot smaller than other guys but 10 and 6 it's your like eighth year in college you were number one in the olympic seated number one in the olympics literally uh half a year ago Mm -hmm. it's crazy um drop down to the other side of the bracket you had seabass versus ironman um i'm going seabass I mean, Ryan Jack against Jay Ironman round two. I mean, Ryan Jack had him pinned. Ironman's so. not even going to be in the final, semifinals. Fuck Jay Ironman, honestly. I hate him so much. Like, <laughs> well, he, he literally argues in the Instagram comments. Like, what a pussy. Uh, like, I think that's funny. It is. It's a lot of old dudes. Like, um, <laughs> Ironman, not a young buck. No. Uh, meat pitch. Can have like three kids by now, probably. He's, he's uh, for AARP. Yeah, right. Like, it's crazy. Like, I know they're not in the same weight class, but it's crazy to see like Stavon Micic, who's 
I don't know what 25, 26. And then you yeah. got what Spencer Moore at 125, who started this year at 17 years old. Like wild. I think that's more wild than an older guy wrestling. Being 17 and wrestling in like wrestling a 21 year old is pretty yeah. impressive. Did he qualify one sec? What are we looking for? Oh, Spencer Moore. Um, I don't think so, unless I'm reading it wrong. Unfortunate. He's really tough. I think he was on the cadet team that last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I got I got Seabass uh, winning it. But then I, I look at the whole thing or into the finals. Into the finals, I look at it and I get a little nervous when I see a guy like Chad Red lining up as possibly a guy that he'd have to wrestle in the next round. And while he's the 19 seed and he's 12 and six on the year, Chad Red's a very tough and experienced wrestler. I don't. I get nervous. I do get a little bit nervous seeing him there, but uh, I'm still going to ride with Seabass as my uh, finalist to wrestle against Nick Lee. What seed is Chad Red? Uh, 19. 19. Where is 19? <laughs> He's uh, wrestling in Simon from uh, CMU. Uh... I looking hold on it's literally right under Seabass's first match against Jacob Butler okay yeah I mean that's not a tough first match for Chad Red Dresden Simon's tough as hell yeah um but I mean Chad Red I mean for how good he is and how high we kind of see him him at 19 is kind of crazy you went 0-2 in conference weekend wild um I think going to maybe one and two but I think going to um there's a lot of i mean potential bracket busters in here like you said cole matthews is tough andrew Lears is tough um there's a lot of tough guys on michich for how class we're gonna see or one I, 125 i think is the second first or second deepest weight class we're gonna see in this entire tournament oh uh, i don't agree first or i think <laughs> it, it's super deep whether I, well, I, I think it's super deep for the amount of guys that can place. That's like, what I'm saying. I'm not saying for yeah, guys yeah. that are going to win. I think some of the middleweights are tougher for guys that could actually win it versus uh, yeah. just placing. If you're going by just placing, I think there's like 10 to 11 guys at 125 that could legitimately All-American this year. At least, yeah. This, this weight class is pretty deep, though. I mean, when you look at like the top six or seven guys, it, it's – but guys that could take out that number two or three seed, which is uh, I, it, a scary thing. It could be even more right now because number two and two and well, number two and three aren't as healthy as they could be. Ironman and Seabass, like they're not as healthy as their peak performance. Like I know what we said about Micic, but if he can figure it out, he's a bracket buster. Carter Young at 25, he's tough as hell. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's going to All-American this year, but these guys, like, 141 is pretty deep for, I don't know how many guys that I can say will place per se, but a lot of guys, there could be a lot of upsets here. Yeah. Um, who are you taking, Seabass or Ironman? Ironman. Okay. Ironman or Nick Lee for you? Happened twice this year. Oh, well, happened – once and then a medical forfeit but i think nick lee i mean nick lee has been the most consistent in my opinion all year um 
he is the only undefeated guy this year besides Seabass, right? You, I think Seabass might have a loss. No, he's 24 now. Yeah, 24 and 0 because he forfeited at a Big Tens. Um, yeah, I mean, he hasn't lost since what Big Tens last year. Yeah. Um, I think he's got it. I think he, at this point, he kind of has Ironman's number. He knows what to do. Um, Nick Leach is getting better and better. Like, what do you take three Olympic trials or world trials, something like that? Like, I have Nick Lee winning again, two timer. So you have Nick Lee Ironman final with Nick Lee winning. I have a Seabass Nick Lee final with Seabass winning. Um, I don't know. I feel like this is just the year of the Seabass. I I really don't have much of a reason behind it other than like I feel very confident about him. And I feel confident in the way he, he can match up against Nick Lee. Not that he's like way better than him in many facets of wrestling, but I think him versus Nick Lee is a good matchup with I, I don't know. I've I've got this feeling. I've seen him this whole season and been a fan of Seabass and the way he's been wrestling and think that he's going to win a national title. Yeah. I mean, what are there four um, big 10 champs in here? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Seabass, the only guy who's been Spencer Lee more than once. Um, it's crazy to think that the amount of wins or who he's beaten, it's kind of crazy to think that he hasn't at least made a national finals. And it's also not crazy to think that he could beat Nick Lee. Like I know they haven't wrestled in over a year, but the last time they wrestled, it was unbelievably close. And a lot of people think that Seabass should have won. Like it was kind of a weird match. Um, Seabass definitely could win, but injury, he has taken time off this year. I do have Nick Lee winning that match. If, yeah, let's just sure. say, it was Seabass Nick Lee in the finals. Uh, 149, uh, another pretty deep weight class. Looking at some of the names in here. You got number one, Yanni Diakamahalis against number four, Sammy Sasso, uh, finalist from last year. Um, and then you've got number two, Tariq Wilson against number three, Austin Gomes, who came back from uh, concussion, like retired medically from concussions. Uh, from Iowa State and came back with Wisconsin. Um, but before we get into that, this is another one. I'm looking at the names and like I forget about guys. You've got Max Mirren as, as an eight seed is a good wrestler. Yep. Ridge at number ten. Bo Bartlett as a thirteen. You've got uh, I know Yaya Thomas is a nineteen and Jaden Ab- Abbas as a, a twenty three is another deadly one. Friend of the program, Ridge, love it. That's actually my pick to win the Nash to win this. But because we're only going off the top four, um, I I can't pick him right now. Uh, but that is my outright pick is uh, Ridge, love it. Um, but in the first match, I've got Yanni over Sasso, um, handily. Yeah, dude, you said how deep it kind of is. Look at number thirty-two and thirty-one. Like Zach Sherman, he's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> forgot about Zach Sherman and I know he hasn't had a great season but Michael Block is at 31 is also really good this weight class is it's like the top couple guys are really good the middle's okay but then like that back half is just dangerous like those guys that barely make the tournament are just dangerous wrestlers yeah like I don't think I can think of like I'm not gonna say it's the deepest weight class like we talked about that already but I think for how good like the 32 and 31 seed are, that's kind of wild. Yeah. Max Mirren at number eight, Kyle Parco, um, former All-American at five, um, Bo Bartlett at 13. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think yeah, the big like one. Said, I think that, the big one's Yaya at nineteen is like that best yeah, dude. pick. Bryson Doni at eleven. What was he a world bronze medalist last year? Junior. Yeah. All um. Right, so who, who's your pick in the Yanni Sasso Sasso uh, matchup? Yeah, I mean we're talking about Yanni. I don't think that one's even fun. I have Yanni. Yanni making the finals. I'm just gonna say that. Um. Then you've got Tariq Wilson versus. Uh, Austin Gomez. Uh, hmm. I I like Wilson. Um, I, I think he he's a fun wrestler to watch. Um, and he feels due to make this final. Um, but I mean, when we when we like you said when we get down to brass tacks here, it, it's Yanni. Like it, the, 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 that's who we're talking about is Yanni. It doesn't matter who he's wrestling, where he's wrestling him. Uh, I, I I'm taking Yanni to win it. Um, and that that was actually my initial pick. Uh, back in February when we did this before brackets came out. Yeah. Um, I have Austin Gomez into the finals. Okay. Um, like, yeah, Tariq has looked good all year. Um, looking at his wins right now, his best win is Bryson Donian. And what is he seated at? Like number, uh, Donian seated at 11. That is Tariq's best win right now. And Adonis um, also wrestled 11 matches this year, too. He's 8-3. and three. Like he, Yeah, I mean, he's really good, but that's yeah. Tariq's best win. Um, Tariq is oh. tough. I mean, he was so good his freshman year. Like, he – I think he took third. He had that really close match with Seth Gross, and yeah. he went kind of downhill for a little bit before starting to pick it back up. And, yeah, I don't know. Like you said, Austin Gomez, he's having like a – like a storybook kind of season right now. Like it was in retirement. In the finals. What? I said it would be great to see a Gomez in the finals. I do see Gomez in the finals. Like I, I, I don't, but if he does, I'm not gonna be like, what the fuck? I'm not gonna be pissed about it. I'll be happy to see like with this, it's more of like who's going to get slaughtered by uh this this Greek freak Yanni Diakamahalis with arguably the longest arms of any human I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, him and Tariq, they both kind of have that physique. Yeah. Um, if I asked you two weeks ago who you had between Sasso and Gomez, would you say? Sasso. And how confident would you be? Very. And Gomez won. So, I mean, like I said, storybook kind of season, um, was retired. He has one, I don't remember who it is, but not a great loss. And besides that, has lost to Yanni but who doesn't and pretty much kind of controlled Sasso their whole match and I know Sasso and Tariq don't have the same exact style it's not even close Mm -hmm. but I mean I see Gomez making the finals and Gomez Yanni wrestled once already yeah I have Yanni win the whole thing on his way to four pick Yanni back in uh February this is where I think the deepest weight class you're running into 157 I, I just we'll run through names yeah, David Carr is the one. Brady again. Bird. You mean to place, right? Not to win. Yes, yes. Uh, this is the one that's the probably at the most guys that I think could win it. Also, along with the most that could place. Who do you have winning besides top three? Carr, Deacon. I mean, you can't count out Austin O'Connor who won last year. You can't count out Quincy. He hasn't looked. Uh, and. O'Connor did look pretty injured at ACCs. Healthy O'Connor, though, I do – I you can't count out as a dark horse. And I, I also like Quincy Monday as a guy that could win it too. 
I would love to see him play. I'm a, like, I'm a big fan of him. Um, I now consider myself a New Jerseyan. So, I mean, it'd be cool. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it'd be cool for him to at least place this year. He's so good. Um, but this way, like, it's kind of crazy to think that the other Monday didn't even place Kennedy Monday. I know. Uh, uh, but even some others, Ed Scott, he can definitely make the podium. Uh, Kendall Coleman, who's 19, I think he's really good. Caleb Young, uh, Will Lewin. Josh Humphreys at seven. He can probably pin anybody that's not in the top three. Peyton um, I mean, yeah. Deacon has a tough first match with Wyatt Sheets, too. Like, Wyatt Sheets, again, coming in as like a 30, he's the 31 seed. I mean, can we see more Wyatt Sheets magic this year where he just absolutely runs the table and makes an All-American as a guy that, you know, last year he wasn't even really supposed to be at Nationals, and he runs the table and becomes an All-American, which is just absolutely mind-boggling. But uh, I, that's another uh, – Deacon isn't going to have a, uh, an easy road to the, to the semifinals um, with a guy like Sheets in his way at first and then a couple other competitive wrestlers like Humphreys. Yeah, I don't think Deacon's going to have a problem with anybody on that front half before making the semis. But, I mean, they're not going to be blowout matches. Yeah. Like, I think he's going to have very controlled wins over Wyatt Sheets. Andrew Sniglia is really good. Uh, Peyton Robb, like you said. Marcus Hartman from Army. Josh Humphreys. Like, I know we think high of a lot of these guys, but I don't think – but there's a reason why we think even higher of Ryan Deacon. Yeah, like, I just- I, I just have that image last year of him just getting pinned. Guys. Oh, no, no, no. Well, like, and then that, uh, I'm just saying like throughout, I know we didn't win last year, but just of him just pounding dudes in like in the big tens and in nationals, like he was just such a hammer. Like, and so, so if we're, we'll start with that match, actually, we'll go uh, Jacory Teamer versus Deacon, uh, the two versus three. I, I like Deacon a lot. I think Deacon, controls this match against Teamer. I mean, a Teamer's uh, undefeated, but the competition ASU faces isn't as good as what he uh, Deacon faced in the Big Ten, and that's uh, just a clear fact uh, of, of what we're seeing. I mean, just about every Big Ten team has a wrestler qualified every weight. So uh, when you're looking at the Pac-12, it's just kind of uh, not very competitive, no matter how good a wrestler may be. Um, no, but that's at no fault of Teamer. Like, he no. kills a lot of people that aren't in the Pac-12. Right, no, no, I, I'm not saying that like to discourage a guy like a Jacory Teamer, but it's just the fact that we're looking at Deacon's had way more tests this season than Jacory Teamer has. That's why Teamer's 19 and 0, and Deacon's 13. You know, if you swap what they wrestle this year, Teamer maybe is 10 and 3, but Deacon's 19 and 0. Teamer 10 and 3? Uh, I shouldn't say t- he's got two losses I think, under his belt, maybe, and the, the Big Ten's just different. Where are you? What? The Big Ten. I'm saying who did? You oh, you're saying if he was wrestling in the Big Ten, he could have a score, a record of ten and three. Yeah, if you swapped Deacon. Oh, okay. Teamer, like, like same, they wrestle. Deacon wrestles Teamers matches. Teamer wrestles Deacon's matches. I shouldn't say three losses. That's a bit. No, of no, a... my bad. I thought you were saying that he did have three losses this year, and I'm like, what oh, are we looking at? No, no, no. But yeah, so I, I like Deacon a lot. I, I don't know where you stand with this match. Uh, no, I agree with everything you said. Um, I have Deacon winning. Um, this will probably be the least like controlled match for Deacon. Like it's going to be a tough match. 
Yeah. Um, but I think – I mean, I also wouldn't be surprised if Teamer had the upset. Um, mm. We saw last year Deacon may not always do the best in uh, national semis. Yeah. Um, but I have Deacon making the finals. And on the other side, I think there's less of a conversation. Escott has had a great year. He pinned everybody. He's really good. But David Carr, returning national champ, I have him making the finals too. Um, I'm in the same boat. David Carr, who do you have winning? Uh. You know, same thing we were talking about Seabass. Like, the wins that he has, like, it's crazy to think that he at least hasn't making a finals, never mind winning. Um, I think Deacon could win. I'm having Deacon win. Picking. Wow. I think so, I probably said Carr the last time. Here. Another flip-flop for you here. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm riding Deacon still, too. I like Deacon. But, I mean, I would be pumped. Carr is a fun wrestler to root for. Um, so I would be like fired up if he um, went back to back. That would be awesome to see. And like Iowa State's a fun program to root for as well. So I mean, I have no, I, I have no real dog in this fight. But I would like to see Deacon win. But if Carr goes back to back, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean Deacon has the last head to head win, which was twenty twenty ish that season. Um, yeah. And if he didn't get Delavecchiad, he definitely could have won last year too. Yep. But it, if Deacon can make it to the finals and when Carr make it to the finals, I have Deacon winning. Yeah. Um, 165. So this is the way, in my opinion, that there's a handful of guys I can see winning, never mind placing. One seed is uh, Evan Wick from Cal Poly. Um, number four is Dean Hamidi from Wisconsin. Number three is Alex Marinelli from Iowa. Number two, Keegan O'Toole from uh, Missouri. But again, uh, like you said, this is a deep one. Um, I know your favorite wrestler, Anthony Valencia, is the 18 seed. <laughs> um, I like a guy like Jake Wenzel out of Pitt. Uh, Cam Amin uh, as the sixth seed is tough. Uh, Dude, a lot of these. Like you said, five is tough. Wenzel, Cam Amin, Carson Karchla, uh, Harvard, Phil Canigliero. Um can I like Canigliero? I would love to see a guy like Canigliero AA this year. That would be so Me too. awesome. The returning national champ, Shane Griffith. Um, the man that single-handedly saved the Stanford wrestling program along with like 11 other sports. If he doesn't win, we're not seeing uh, Abus here or uh, Real Woods or Shane Griffith, at least in a Stanford singlet, probably in another school singlet, but – yeah, and I mean, they could have also missed the season because sometimes transfer stuff is weird. Um, Julian Ramirez at 13, it's really tough, just looking at the bracket. Um, dude, looking back at that, um, was it 149? Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking back at that 149 bracket with those big names at like 32, 31, you didn't really see that here. Like, there is a bit of a drop-off, like, you don't really think the same about uh, David Ferrante from Northwestern or yeah. Matthew Oglin from Oregon State. But um, even, let's just say top 20, there's a really lot of tough dudes. And I do think the top four will make it to the semis. Um, do I think those top four will place top four? I don't know. Um, but I have... I have this one going chalk and 
I'm picking the same guy who I picked when we did this last year. Um, I have Keegan making the finals and Evan Wick over Dean Hamidi. I have Evan Wick, but if the three and four were switched and it was Marinelli and Wick, I think I put Marinelli. Um, But I have Wick and Keegan making the finals. I've got Keegan and Wick also making the finals. Um, Do you still pick Wick if it was Wick and Marinelli in the semis? Yes, because I I like Wick's size and his frame. He's a taller – Well, I mean, how how many – A shorter, stockier kind of guy. Like, I I think – his frame helps him a lot when you get in scramble situations and he's been dominating. But then again, I, I can't take Wick as my guy going to the finals and not bring up the whole competition aspect of it. Like I just did with Ja'Cory Teamer where, I mean, he wrestled for Polly. He didn't wrestle a lot of great guys this year. You switch him with Marinelli, their records are definitely a lot different. Yeah, I mean, well, look at his, he's in Pac-12 too, right? Yeah. Look at that conference, Anthony Valencia, Shane Griffith. Like, that's not, like, the Pac-12 for – it's not the same Pac-12 for uh, Teamer. I mean, come on. Well, yeah. But like, Griffith's the one guy I'll give you. Two wins over the returning national champ, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but in the finals, I'm, I'm taking the guy I rode with in February. I, I love Evan Wick. He's probably my favorite wrestler this year. Um, I'm a big Evan Wick type of guy. Evan Wick, if you hear this, come on the podcast, not your – Kami teammate Bernie Truax, um, but yeah, I'm I'm a big uh, uh, Evan Wick fan. I, I do think Keegan O'Toole's a bull. He's a good wrestler, a tough wrestler. Um, I think if they wrestle in the finals together, that I think is going to be the best match, um, in my opinion. I think it's going to be a fun and explosive one with a lot going on. You're not going to be bored watching that match. Um, so, yeah, I like Evan Wick in the finals. I, I'm going to ride with him again. I think I know where you're going to go. You think you're going to go opposite of me. but uh, Opposite, and like I said, I picked this last year. I picked yeah. Keegan Wynn last year. I think he took third or fourth. I think he took third. His only last loss was Wenzel. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I have Keegan winning. I mean, these two, they know each other. They've trained a, a lot together, to be honest, um, yeah. from what I know. And, yeah, I mean – you, it's hard to train for a guy like Evan Wick unless you're wrestling Evan Wick. Like you said, he has that, like, wicked, long, unique style. Mm-hmm. Um, Keegan, also a very unique, scrambly style. The two are not similar whatsoever. Um, but, yeah, uh, when it gets on top, it could be a little unique for Keegan for for his uh, some of his funk wick. I don't know if he has that huge advantage in – neutral like i think he could be getting to keegan's feet left and right because of how long yeah. he is but i think finishing could be a problem so uh, i once i'm he- excited for if those two do wrestle i think it's going to be an unreal match it's going to be a fun one how often i feel like every year the number one doesn't win for 165 like um chenzo beats imar makai beats chenzo um chain griffith griffith beats um Wenzel, like, how many years is it that the number one loses at 165? Therefore, how long is it? Like, I'm picking number two, you know. Uh, 174, another, I think, really good weight class. I think four really good matches here, um, the ones that we're going to be picking from. You've got Carter Staraki from uh, Penn State wrestling against uh, Hayden Heidley from uh, NC State. Um, and then you've got Makai Lewis uh, wrestling against Logan Massa from Michigan. 
uh, Lewis from Virginia Tech. But, um, you know, that first one, I, as much as I, I like uh, Hydley as a wrestler, I think he's a good wrestler. He's fun to watch. Um, Starakis, I think, is just too good. He's just really, really, really good at wrestling. Like, that's really what it comes down to is he's a really good wrestler, and he's, I think, a better wrestler overall than Hydley. Does this way have the most national finalists? Carter. Um, Makai. He made the finals last year. Hayden Hydley made the finals against Nolf. Kemmer made the finals last year. Makai has won the whole thing before. It might. Yeah, I think you're right. That that's pretty tough, dude. Yeah, this is this is, it's a fireworks weight class right here. Um, that, dude, has it ever happened where the all four semifinalists have been in the finals before? I don't think so. That would be. I mean, it definitely could have, but it's not common. No, not at all. Not at all. Especially, it's it, it's pretty much improbable for something like that to happen. Yeah, no, for sure because. Hayden, who's up at 174 and now has made the finals at 157. Makai, yep. who's won the whole thing, was at 165. Yep. Like, yeah. So this is both of theirs first um, first uh, try at a 174 Nationals. Um, yeah, I have – I think the only one that's a real match, no offense to Logan Massa, the only one that's a real match is Carter and Hayden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree. and I would agree with that. Um, I just think Carter's a better overall wrestler, um, and I, I think that's the same when you look at Makai versus Massa. It, it's I think this if you get these two semifinals, I think it's gonna be very clear cut as to what you're gonna get in the finals. Did I pick Carter last time? You did. Yeah, I mean, oh, we're saying one through four, but then you have Michael Kemmer at five. I know so, I mean, that, that's scary him there. And then another guy, Ethan Smith from Ohio state is a seven and plot from Oklahoma state's the six. So this is a, a, another tough weight class. When you look at that top eight. Yeah. Um, Labriola is always tough. Yep. I'm t- I'm taking uh, Makai to win it all. I took him earlier in the year. I just love, the energy he's got when he wrestles, I think that's going to be a big factor. Um, and I just think him against Staraki, I, I really like the the style Makai has. Um, and he's got experience in that big moment, too, um, winning a, a national title, too. So it, it's I really like Makai here. Yeah, I am Makai making the finals. I'm not even thinking twice about that. But Carter versus Hayden, that's a tough match. I mean, one kind of fun – head-to-head to look back on Carter has that win over again I know we're talking about freestyle but Carter has that win over Jason Nolf and Jason Nolf has been hand highly twice um highly is just, just a tough style I mean looking for I mean I see Hayden and Carter Storacci the same way I see Aaron Brooks and Trent Hydley. Mm-hmm. like um, they're always digging for them under hooks. They're both bulls. Um, Carter undefeated this year. I'm going to pick him into the, he's going to the Carter's winning the whole thing. Okay. Sticking to your guns. Uh, when you, you have Makai winning the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got Makai. Um, 184. We've got miles of mean the one seed 
against Parker Keckeisen from uh, UNI. Um, and then number three, Trent Heidlieber uh, from NC State against Aaron Brooks from PSU. Um, and, and then another couple guys, uh, Communist Bernie Truax. You've got um, Caleb Romero's another tough one, the guy that I really like watching. Um, another another guy, Nebraska, uh, Taylor Venz, the 10 seed, and Abe Assad from Iowa. An, another very deep uh, weight class of guys that I think will could place and will place. I, I know you're not an, an Assad guy, but uh, – that first, I'm not, not an aside guy. I, he just never has like. I don't see him placing. Look, look at the the one eighty four the wrestling match. It's Colin McCracken from Kent State who's fifteen and nine, and then Jake Jessen from Northwestern is three and eleven. How did he qualify? <laughs> I don't know. That that's that is fucking mind boggling right there. That doesn't make any sense. Wait, hold on. 184. I think they probably had a bunch of allocations, but I want to see who he beat. Well, Brett looks for that. I'll I'll make my first pick. Um, I like because he beat Kayla. He wait. It's because he beat um, Donnell Washington, and he got one of the at-large bids. Ah, uh, that's the only reason why he qualified. It's dumb, but um. I like imagine having such a – I'm sorry. Imagine having such a shitty um, whole season. He had one win his whole regular season. He got two wins in his conference and qualifies. Kid probably wanted to just be done, honestly. He like he honestly went out and was like, this is going to be my last tournament of the year. I'll give it all I got. And then just decides – they're, they're like, all right, you're going to actually go to nationals and you're going to have a wrestling right now. He's a sophomore. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> he's going to be going for a while. Um, I think it was like – you know, conferences is kind of all that matters. March is kind of all that matters. I'll, I'm going to take it easy for now, and then yeah. I'll crank it back up later in the season. Um, I got a mean over Keckheisen uh, comfortably. Um, I don't know. I, it, it, I, I feel uh, pretty good about that pick right there. Uh, a mean over Keckheisen. I don't think it's much of – I don't think it'll be very competitive – um, wrestling wise, maybe on the scoreboard it will be, but I, I've got a mean handily, but uh, um, over uh, Parker Keckheisen from you and I. I have Keckheisen over a mean. You really? Yes. Are you fucking with me? No, I'm taking it. So this is my this is this is your Bonacorsi pick from like this is my like how my Bonacorsi pick. I just kept your Bonaburger pick. Yeah, I just kept picking him to the finals and it worked out. This is going to be your. Your Bonacorsi, even though Bonacorsi was a little lower this year, I think the odds are stacked against Keckheisen because he's going to have to wrestle Truax and Amin to get to the finals. Oh, him and Truax, that's not a match. That's not close. Fuck Bernie Truax. Fuck <laughs> Bernie Truax. Not well, like – I'll tell you my reason. Keckheisen, and, yeah. I mean, if I was betting money on it, money on it I'm maybe picking Amin, but I'm picking uh, Keckheisen. When it comes to him and Aaron Brooks, it's always determined by a one takedown match. Him and Aaron Brooks, I see Aaron Brooks winning every time, but it comes down to one match, one takedown. Yeah. That's almost the same thing as Aaron Brooks and Miles Amin. I know they're one on one against each other, but it's come down to one takedown. All three of them are pretty dang close to each other. And I know there's Trent Highly in there too. All four, none of them are having blowouts against any of them. Like even Trent and Aaron Brooks in the semi or in the finals last year, that was incredibly close. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't know. Like Miles, he didn't look like himself. Um, 
last year's nationals. It's just a long season. He's not a young dude. Yeah. I know he's in the fucking bronze medalist in the Olympics, but you know, young person season. Keck Heisen make it to the finals. Um, give me Aaron. I had an Aaron Brooks a mean final. Um, Aaron Brooks, Keck Heisen, Aaron Brooks win the whole thing. But I mean, uh, yeah, I know you know Brooks, Brooks cannot look past Trent Hidley. Yeah. Um, 97. There's a clear glaring omission from this uh, bracket right here. There are two tragedies this year. Ferrari and Spencer Lee. I was going to say, what was the other one? No, I forgot. You forget about Spencer Lee because it was like beginning of the year. Uh, even though Ferrari's was like, Ferrari's I feel is a little more tragic than uh, Lee's. Yeah. I mean, in a sense, like they're both going to be back next year, but one of them was kind of one of theirs fault and the other one wasn't, but. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Whose fault was whose? I'm saying it, AJ Ferrari was the kind of like reckless driving a little bit. No, are you blaming AJ Ferrari for getting into a car accident? Driving in the are you like out of your mind, Brett? Are you out of your mind? Driving in the non-pass zone? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I love him, but I think so. I think he was in like going like into ongoing, like going in the opposite direction of traffic. Uh, all right, so we've got the glaring omission here. No Ferrari at 97. Uh, number one, well, Max Dean. That definitely could be wrong. Uh, number four, Pat Brucky from Michigan. Um, number three, Eric Schultz from Nebraska. Number two, friend of the program, Stephen Buchanan. Um, another very, very deep uh, weight class of guys that I think could place. Um, and win. Yeah, Nino Bonacorsi, uh, my my horse last year. Tanner Sloan. Um I like – I literally just saw him. Where, where is he? Bullsick from uh, Rutgers, another guy that I really like to go deep. Rocky Elam and Jacob Warner um, uh, and a couple others. And then friend of the program as well, Braxton Amos. I would love – I would love to get a friend of the program versus friend of the program match between Stephen Buchanan and Braxton Amos. That, uh, what more can a person ask for? What is Braxton seated? Uh, 23. Yeah, him going into – folk style this season people saw him and ferrari in the finals yeah he i wouldn't say had a bad year i mean he went 17 and 9 i just don't think it was the season expected to have relative yeah like relative to where we thought he'd be he for him i would say what for him as a wrestler it was a bad season any really any other wrestler would be thrilled to be the 23 seed with a 17 and 9 record on the year in the big 10 he had a bad season. <laughs> like I, who were his losses to though? Who were his losses to? One sec. I'll, I'll, oh. I'm already on a wrestle set. Oh, okay. Um, he has a loss to Andrew Davison, Northwestern. Uh, Greg Bolsick. Bolsick. Uh, Gavin Hoffman, Jacob Cardanes, uh, Jacob Warner. Which that's not a bad loss. No. Uh, Thomas Panola, Eric Schultz, not a bad loss. No, uh, Greg Bolsick again. Uh, Greg Bolsick again. <laughs> uh, Trey Rogers, like some of these guys didn't even qualify. Yeah, so I mean, I look at like four of his losses as legit losses, the rest were are very, yeah, which I know he's a freshman and looking at it that way, yeah, good season, qualified, 
good All-American. But for how we saw him, junior world champion, was, like, killing people even in, like, the senior level, not a great look. Uh, so who do you have, Max Dean or Brocky? I have Max Dean. Like, it was re- – I don't even know how Brocky is number four. Let me read you some of his losses. Yeah, because he is 20 and six. Yeah, I was looking at it right before we were talking about um, Amos. I'm but on Bonacorsi's not ranked ahead of him. So I don't think he I don't think Bonacorsi has any bad losses this year. I think he just doesn't have any good wins. He's 15 and 3. What are you on WrestleStat? So I'll read Bonacorsi's after, but um Pat Brucky's losses this year are he has two to Eric Schultz, one to Jaron Smith from Maryland. What? <laughs> um, Max Dean, not a bad loss, but I know it was a close one. He had three losses in a row. Luke Strout, Thomas Panola, same as Amos. Stephen Buchanan, not a bad loss. And Jake Woodley. Like, he didn't have a great season for kind of how we – like, I guess that kind of is where I saw he'd be heading into the season. Like, I didn't see him as, like, a title threat. No. But he would be – he's – out of all the number four so far, of all the brackets, he's one that I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't even place. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Honestly, especially he, he may have to wrestle Woodley or even um, Tanner Sloan could be a guy that takes him out, or or Bonacorsi could be a guy that takes him out uh, from the championship bracket. So Cam Caffey, Lou Deprez, Nino Bonacorsi. Um, I'll I'll read Nino real quick. Nino's fifteen and three. He's had a, a, a lost what record wise. He's had a good season, I'd say. Especially his for losses that- are to Isaac Trumbull, which okay, decent loss. Uh, Pat Brucky, and well, yeah, and Greg Bolsick. Bolsick Bolsick's kind of a killer. I don't know how he's a. 14. He had a really good beginning of the season and then kind of faded a little bit, but yeah. Um. um I have Max Dean over Pat Brucky, which uh, that's a tough match. Like, if if it was Max, De- like almost a lot of guys against Pat Brucky. I don't know if I'm picking Pat Brucky, but because of how close their first match was, mm-hmm. it could go either way. But I'm picking Max Dean, and then who do you have? Uh, I'm going Dean. Okay, wait. Uh, that- I got I got Dean Buchanan in the finals. I have Dean uh, – where's – who's three? I have sure. Dean – ah, that's tough. Eric Schultz is good. <laughs> yeah. You know what's crazy? Eric Schultz, one of his losses this year is to Michael Beard. Oh, God. But, no, that's a – I mean, Michael Beard was a freshman All-American. But it's just crazy to think that He's one weird. of your losses – who – one of the national – one of the potential finalists, his one of his losses is to a backup. Yeah, that's weird. Um, Buchanan or Schultz, who are you riding with here? Um, I'll go Buchanan. All right, and then finals. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns. Actually, no, I'm actually not sticking to my guns because I picked Max Dean earlier in the year. Um, I'm picking I'm, Buchanan. I'm going Buchanan too. I. I I, I do like this. I, I like that we're uh, riding for Stephen Buchanan, a uh, friend of the show. Max Dean is friend not. So that's why we're rooting for him. But I also, I do like him against him, uh, against uh, Max Dean in this matchup. Uh, 
He's got a real good style. I think he'll match up good. Just a matter of that Schultz match will be very tough. Um, he's got some tough guys yeah. along the way of uh, with Rocky Elam or with Braxton Amos um, or Isaac Trumbull even. It's going to be a tough road for him to get to the finals, but if he does, I like it a lot. I don't know how much you've watched Trumbull wrestle this season. To me, he's like the ugliest good wrestler. Like watching him wrestle, he shouldn't have the wins that he has. Mm-mm. Yeah, um, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hammers on that backside, like Tanner Sloan, Jiello, Cam Caffey, mm-hmm. um, Pat Brucky. He's not going to make the finals. I mean, good. I don't know. Um, yeah, there's some hammers. And then is, should we even talk about heavyweight? I think we should talk about who he'll wrestle. So the first, the one is Gable. Um, if he wins and Trent Hilger wins, we've got a friend of the program, Trent Hilger wrestling, the best wrestler, um, dominance wise in this tournament, best wrestler in the world. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, but the four seed is, uh, Kirk, uh, Greg Kirkfleet. Um, the two and the three matchup is Colton Schultz versus Cassiope. So both of us locking in Gable to the finals. Um, I like Cassiope. Uh, I don't think Schultz really hasn't wrestled anybody this year. And I think he he's, I think he's a soft wrestler. I I, I think Cassiope's uh, kind of a beast when, when he, when he, uh, he wrestles, I mean, not good enough to beat Gable, not nearly close enough to beat Gable, but uh, I really like Cassiope over Schultz to go to the finals with Gable winning. How do you see why Hendrickson this year? I don't hate it. I hate the side of the bracket he's on. Yeah, no. I mean, where do you see him placing? Like he hasn't Four. wrestled like the best of the best, but I'm gonna Third check out his what? Third or fourth. I think he's gonna be in that match. I can see him tasting taking five where he's seated. Um he's fifth right now, ranked. Um dude, he's gonna he could be a potential national champion some year. He's only a sophomore. Well, um next year's his year once what's his once Gable clears out of here. I mean, there's still Cassiope Mason Paris, Kirkfleet. But the but his, really, really opens up when Gable leaves because Gable just has a stronghold on heavyweight right now. Like, nobody's winning with him there. Yeah, no, he's, like, the most rock-solid pick of the whole tournament of anybody. Um, but why Hendrickson, just looking at his record, he's 24-0. He has 83% bonus rate. Almost everybody he wrestles, he either pins them. He has... One, two, three, four, five. More than half of his matches are won via pin. Close to all of them. It's pretty good. Uh, another guy I really like is uh, Jordan Wood from Lehigh. He even pinned AJ Nevels, the GOAT. Did he really? Yeah, the GOAT. Um, sorry, what were you saying? I like Jordan Wood from Lehigh. <sighs> He's so boring. He is very boring, but he's a good wrestler. Yeah, what is he ranked or seated? Sixth. Yeah. Who's your I guess guy he... outside the top ten right now that you could see placing? Top ten? Yeah. Uh, I like Orndorff. Yeah, he's a re- former uh, – Zach Elam. Oh, I didn't even see Zach e- I don't like – Christian Lance. Christian I like Lance. Orndorff. Orndorff's gonna be my lock as a, a guy outside the top ten to plays. 
Well, we're saying if there is a guy, Nathan Traxler is really good. No, no, oh, he's, he Orndorf, is 10. Orndorf placing. Uh, I'm saying if there's a guy outside the top 10, I'm saying Christian Lance. It's not a bad pick. But so we both agree Gable over everybody. Yeah, I know. That's a that's a crazy pick right there. Old pick right there. But uh yeah, I'm excited for this a lot. Um I think we should do do you want to record like Thursday, Friday, and even do Saturday at night after just following up stuff? And I think I think I can do that. All right. Yeah, I should be able to, but uh, just to just stay updated on everything, uh, go over. I think Thursday will be a, a big day. Just you'll get the pretty much the most shocking matches. You'll be able to, we'll be able to go over that. Biggest surprises. Yeah, let's also just quickly do our picks for tomorrow's card. Yeah, uh, bring up bring up the matches. Let me see. Yeah, I got it up. Can how do I? Do this so you can see it. Oh, yeah, what's it, it's called? What are they calling it? Super match? Yeah. Where are they wrestling? It's Detroit. It's the same place as um, Nationals. What a, a shithole. <laughs> um, Super match. I think I got it. Uh... <laughs> I'm trying to find it. Hang on. Here, I can. I, I'm Go on Rudis' website, or it, even Rudis' Instagram. Oh, is it on Rudis' Instagram. All right, that'll be easier. Yeah, so I'll just start going over some of them. Um, so the main event, best two out of three for Kyle Snyder versus Jane Cox. The uh, match that the fans are. De- got it. Uh yeah yeah. The match the fans were deprived of of the Olympic trials because somebody didn't make weight. Um, yeah, so it's a match that a lot of people have been waiting for. The two haven't wrestled each other since college. They haven't wrestled freestyle since, I think, high school. Um, I think from the fan perspective, it's a pretty 50-50 split of who people think is, are going to win. Um, Snyder definitely with better credentials than Jane Cox, but Jane Cox, a very unique snot style for a guy like Mm -hmm. Snyder, very athletic, very agile. Um, Snyder, the brute, the strength between them. Snyder, somebody who's like he's lacking any technique, one of the most technical guys in the country. Um, Best two out of three. Um, I personally think I have Snyder winning. uh, I'll say the first match he wins. I've got Snyder in three. I don't know if it's Snyder and three or Snyder and two, but I have Snyder winning regardless. I've got Snyder winning one, losing two, winning three. I have Snyder winning the first. I have Snyder winning Snyder in two. And two. All right. Um, the other one is Hildebrandt versus uh, Rana Gross. Yep. Um, I don't think it's close. Um, Hildebrandt yeah. is only getting better and better. Um, I really hope she gets a gold at some point, World or Olympic. Uh, but she's gotten every other medal possible. Yeah. Um, Hildebrand is also – how do you dislike her also? She's so likable. She's probably one of the most um, wrestlers just in general, not just female, just like – at least only for American wrestlers, probably one of the most likable. We have such like a bubbly woman's roster. 
like Tamara Mensa stock, Helen, even Victoria Anthony, they're all just like amazing. She she's awesome. Who? Mensa is amazing. She's awesome. Yeah, they are great representations of our team. Um, I've held the Brent winning. Same. Um, Zane versus James Green. Um I think it's an interesting matchup. I think it's a very interesting one here, but I, I do like Zane. Yeah, so this is one. Zane also just signed a Rudist yesterday, I think, which That's cool. I like. I like that a lot. Um, now, will he be switching like, shoes for that match? What does he use? Is he a Nike guy typically? Uh, I know he's not with – I don't know what he does normally. He's not with the rest of the Penn State guys with uh, Scrap Life. It's interesting. Uh, ooh. I think he might be an Adidas guy. No, no, no. He is a he was Does a he wear scrap? Beforehand. So I think we should keep take that into consideration. He's changing shoes. I think that right. awesome. I'm switching my pick to James Green from Zane Rutherford. Also, if you're interested in watching it, I think the press conference is at 730. Tonight. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll throw that on. It's I don't love the poster for it. Like, it's weird how the poster is, like – or one of the posters for this card is, like, the guy's shirtless and the girls in, like, their training bra. Like, it looks like it it's, like, a fight card. Yeah, it's a really like, weird look. Like, it looks like they're going to fight and not wrestle. I think that's I, – I, I don't know. Um, I – if it was, like, Green and Pantelio, I'd – think i'd have a harder time picking mm-hmm. like i want zane to win that's who i want to win in my heart but i'm not picking anyone at 70 kilograms that's not james green right now or even alec yeah i i, I changed my pick since the shoes came into factor uh from <laughs> zane to green um understandable oliver, oliver versus pa- uh jo versus pantelio i think pantelio yeah they have that last head-to-head um it's at 70, which definitely helps Pantelio. Um, I think Oliver is wrestling 70 now, but Pantelio is pretty seasoned at that weight class, has wins over the number one guy, James Green. Um, I'm picking Pantelio. Um, our, I'm our versus uh, Derringer. Do we agree with everything right now? Um, you took Snyder. You took Hildebrandt. We both took Green. We both took Pantelio. Pantelio's a house. Like, he is a thick dude. Like, just – not a tall dude, but a thick uh, dude. Uh, I'm Arvers Derringer. So, yeah, we're on the same page with this. Honestly, I would, from a fan, I'd love to see those matches reversed. I would love to see Green versus J.O. and Zane versus Pantelio rematch. That would be fun. Um, I really hope Brutus does more cards like this. Um, 79. Ringer and I'm Arvers. Ringer and I'm Ringer. Uh, I'm going to go Imar because he had that cool inside trip um, back in college. And he's coaching back in college now. So I'm going to go with Imar. Yeah, 79 kg, like I said. Ringer, definitely more seasoned at that weight class. I think he's just looked better recently. Um, yeah, what's his last loss? Jerome Burroughs? That normally happens. Yeah, that, um, that, that happens to a lot of guys. <laughs> Martin versus Hall, 86 kilos. You picked Imar the last one? Yes. Perfect. We disagree. Um, I'm picking Miles. I'm going to like, Mark Hall. I, I like Mark Hall. Mark Hall. Like, I know he, he can't be a 79. He can't get to that weight class. But 
he still seems to such a small 86 kilogram guy. And he struggled with, um, he struggled with other guys are definitely not at that top level, like the David Taylor, Bo Nickel level. Yeah. Um, Miles Marin is definitely a filled out 86 kilogram guy. He's been top three, um, 86 kg in America. Ooh. He's done pretty good internationally. I'm picking Miles. Um, two more matches that I'm real interested in are they, they make them way smaller the, the more and more down you go. Um, I'm really interested in the, the Desi versus uh, the Cowboys. Uh, it, yeah, this definitely helps on my laptop. The, I, I'm, the Desi versus uh, Derek White. Such a weird match. It is. I, I like the Cowboy, though. Yeah, you don't like the Canadian? Is Desi Canadian? I think Amar Desi Wrestling. You sure? Um, yeah, Canada. Wow. Uh, no, yeah, no, I'm going with uh, the Cowboy. Last time <laughs> I saw him wrestling, he lost in college. It was disappointing to see. He was in the finals against uh, what's his name? No, not who did he wrestle? Not Kassar. Kassar. Was it Kassar? Yeah. Is Kassar a two time national champ? He would have been if he didn't get injured at uh, road trial. He, if he didn't get injured at freestyle, he would be. Kassar didn't beat. He beat Gable in the semis. That's so what that's I'm thinking. Of. Okay. All right. That's what I was thinking of. I was confused. Um. Yeah, I picked Derek White also. I, I, I'm picking Desi just because of more freestyle experience. Um. I, I don't know if you skipped it. Miracle versus Bruntle. I think – that's only interesting. Like Bruntel is really young. Um, Where am I seeing? Oh, yeah, yeah, I missed that one. She's definitely, I think, the next generation of that weight class. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miracle, multiple time world team member, Olympic team member. But that's a fun match. I, I don't know if you want to pick the winner. I'm going to pick Miracle just because of like, yeah. Yeah, she hasn't really lost too much on the domestic level, but it's definitely a good test for Bruntel right now. Um, yeah, there's a few I don't really think we should really talk about, but Kennedy Blades versus Victoria Francis. That's a fun that, one. That was the last one I was going to bring up was the Blades versus Francis one. Um, I have Blades winning. I think – I like Blades, Blades a lot, too. I'm picking her in that. Yeah, I think she was supposed to represent the women's team for the battle at the ballpark thing, but hmm. I don't know if it was an injury or what, but Victoria Francis ended up taking her place. Um, so, I mean, that's a pretty fun match. Yeah. And – uh, Evan Henderson and Seth Gross. Oh, I forgot about that. I'm going Gross. I, I'm a big Gross guy. I'm going Henderson. All right. So we got some disagreement on here, which is good. Um, and who do you have? It's probably the same for both of us. Uh, Moore, uh, Kyle Moore and Nate Jackson. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that'll wrap up the wrestling part of this. Um, second half, I'll do a little free agent uh, wrap up kind of stuff. Uh, just going over the NFL free agency. This is my favorite time of the year. The NFL free agency, the NFL draft, uh, March Madness and March Madness. So it, it's a great time of the year. Um, and I, I can't be more excited for th- when Thursday morning rolls around. I can uh, pop the laptop open to watch uh, all eight mats, have the uh, different little split screens on here. I have to decide which ones. But, uh, yeah, so I'm excited for it. Um We'll definitely do something Friday night, do our picks for uh, Saturday's matches. Um, that'll be a definite, but we're going to try to do 
some other stuff for you guys to listen to uh, throughout this uh, whole weekend. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, no. Um, we definitely have to do something next year. Yes. Where are they next year? I think Oklahoma. If it's Oklahoma, we can go. Yeah, <laughs> NCAA. Are they Pittsburgh anytime soon? They're in Philly, I think, in a few years. Ooh, that would definitely be a cool one. One second. Philly would be perfect because you're right there. In, yeah, no, for sure. 2023, they're in. Yeah, I'm right here, but I'd definitely get a place for a few days oh, there. I know, I know, but I'm saying, like, we wouldn't have to be – it wouldn't be a bad drive for us to go. Yeah, between yeah. so between 2023 and 2026, there's a few we can kind of go to. Like Tulsa, Tulsa Oklahoma, Kansas City. Well, I was saying, no, I was reading it to Tulsa, Kansas City, Philly, and Cleveland. Cleveland's not too far either. Kansas City wouldn't be terrible. I feel like Tulsa would kind of blow going out there. But then again, you're at Oklahoma State. Yeah, I don't think I want to go to Montana. Montana. Wait, where's Kansas City? Oh, Missouri. I'm Missouri, stupid. Jesus Christ. I saw the M.O. Why is Missouri M.O.? I don't know. Well, M.I. is taken. M.I. is Mississippi. M.T. is Montana. Geographical expert over here. All right. Thank you guys for listening to this portion of the show. Next up, we have the free agent recap. What's up, guys? I'm back. Uh, first half of the show was college wrestling-centric uh, with uh, – that going on currently um the fate my favorite 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 weekend of the year maybe mm, top three maybe not my absolute favorite but definitely top three i'd say definitely top three um but along with that going with college wrestling is the nfl free agency and the offseason is is massive it's so big and there's just so much that occurs during this time that it, you almost can't keep up. And, you know, I've kind of kept up pretty well thus far with it. I follow a pretty good account. No free shout-outs, but JPA Football on uh, Twitter. They're very good when they stay up to date uh, with a lot of the um, happenings of free agency. And my Vikings made two defensive signings, you know, no O-line, uh, of course. You know, why would we bother with that, the worst position group? No corners, our second-worst position group. But we did sign linebacker Jordan Hicks from the Cardinals, who he's older, but Anthony Barr is a free agent. You're bringing in uh, Hicks on probably a lot smaller deal than you would have got Barr for. So I'm pumped about that. I'm super excited uh, about that signing. He's a good player. And then it's projected that the Vikings are – or expected that the Vikings are going to release defensive tackle Michael Pierce, who was super disappointing. Uh, in his time in Minnesota. Uh, but we that report came out after the Vikings signed uh, one of, a, a really fun player to watch, a very good run stuffer, Harrison Phillips, on a, a three-year, I think, $19.5 million deal, which is a big one. I mean, you've got him, uh, DJ Wanham, uh, Daniil Hunter, if he's healthy. Melvin Ingram's still on the market, would be a great pickup as an edge rusher. Um, a couple good D tackles still. I, I'd like to keep Sheldon Richardson around ideally and have him be in the middle with James Lynch and Phillips. Um, that would honestly be what, what I, I kind of am hoping for um, because that, that would be a great rotation. The D line's got a good rotation. You got Kenny Willicks who really 
uh, broke out this past season. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, in the draft is always deep. Oh, um, Patrick Jones, too, out of Pitt last year. Didn't get a lot of burn, but he's a good athletic end. The D-line rotation, if we can bring Richardson back, um, or, or not cut him. I think he's still under contract. We can just keep him around. Maybe restructure his deal would be uh, uh, pretty nice. Um, but, yeah, the, I mean, the Vikings haven't made much of a splash other than giving Kirk Cousins a disgusting, an absolutely gross uh, extension. One year, $35 million to keep him through 2023. And, you know, I, I am a big defender of Kirk Cousins because I feel like he gets hated on a lot. Um, I think the primetime game argument is just very uh, – not fluky, but it's a hack argument in my opinion. Um, but I can't justify paying a player, extending a player, thirty-five million guaranteed dollars through another season, through twenty twenty-three. Just he has he's won one playoff game. It's honestly getting ridiculous. He's had talented rosters around him in Minnesota, and you know it's not all on him. I can't put all the blame on him. There's been years the Vikings defense has been very bad. There have been a lot of years of that, or, or not bad, but just banged up, and guys haven't stayed on the field. But, I mean, he has a top three running back and a top three receiving duo in the league with a good young athletic tight end when he's healthy. It, it's with all those components, you should win a more, you should win more than one playoff game. And that's where I really am kind of drawing the line. I, I love Cousins. I've defended him, like I mentioned before, but – that extension is gross. And I was literally crying and vomiting looking at that extension when it came out. I think it was Sunday night. Um, it dropped. Uh, another team that made huge splash in free agency on day one was uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Had, I think, the most cap space in the league, first or second most. And they blew through that cap. They gave uh, – I think this is the best signing so far, free agency. Um they bring in all pro right guard Brandon Sheriff on a three-year, $49.5 million deal. Uh, you've got a young quarterback. you got to protect him. And Sheriff's a top three, four guard in the league. He won out of Washington real bad, and he's getting the money he really deserves down in Jacksonville. They also pick up three weapons for Lawrence since DJ Chark signed with Detroit. They're looking to deal LaVisca Chenault now, uh, which feels a little premature if you're asking me, but what do I know? Um, they, they signed Christian Kirk to a four-year, $72 million deal. I think that's a little high for a guy like Kirk, who's really never been more than a wide receiver two on a team. Uh, he was behind Fitzgerald, behind D-Hop, and, you know, he's a solid two, but you're giving him receiver one money. Um, so I'm curious how that'll pan out. I think this is a really good signing, too, uh, where they bring in wide receiver Zay Jones, who was with the Raiders last. Three-year, $30 million deal. That's the proper money I think a guy like him should have got. He's a very good pass catcher, super athletic, good route runner. Um, I think this is a real good second fiddle to Christian Kirk. And then they bring in a tight end. Uh, maybe, I don't know if Eifert's a free agent or if he's still on the team, but, you know, Eifert's really not that pass threat that you want. If Ingram can re- come back to form like he was in college, where he was essentially the guy that never dropped any passes in college, that was his MO, uh, his hands definitely were, have not been great since he's entered the NFL. Uh, they get him on a one-year $10 million deal. Great value pick if he can play uh, to his full potential. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they bring in two pretty good players, two guys that are young or semi-young and can uh, make a pretty good impact. Um, they bring in linebacker Foyasade Olukun from the Falcons, three-year $45 million deal. 
and he's filling the void now of Miles Jack, who they just cut, uh, which is, you know, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that they uh, they cut him. He was a cornerstone piece of their defense, a very important player for them uh, over the past few years. So it, it's definitely a shocking release, uh, kind of like the way there were a couple. Zadarius Smith getting released, but that was more of a money uh, issue with him getting dropped. He's still a free agent. Um, and the other guy that Jacksonville signed was um, a UConn guy, Folorenzo Fatuksi or Fatukasi. They get him on a three-year, uh, $30 million deal. Really good run stuffer. I think one of the most underrated defensive linemen in the entire NFL uh, and possibly one of the best run stuffers in the league. So big pickups there. And, you know, that that was only day one for them. So they're going to get active again. Uh, the draft, too. They've got the number one pick. I think Evan Neal still is – that pick that you go with you want to build an offensive line around Trevor Lawrence um, and I just think Evan Neal is the best player in this draft he's the clear-cut number one option for you here because you want to keep your young quarterback healthy and upright um, you know you, you another team that's kind of adapting that offensive line uh, going kind of not all in on offensive line but really addressing it was the Cincinnati Bengals who still have a lot of cap space left uh, after signing Alex Kappa to a four-year $40 million deal and Ted Karras to a three-year $18 million deal. Um, you know, and Teron Armstead is still available. Armstead is still a free agent. So if you want to go after him, that's still in the in the cards for them. I think it's going to be either there or Miami. Definitely not back with New Orleans because they have no cap space uh, whatsoever to bring Armstead back. But, I mean, if you have him – Karras was a great rotational piece and a plug-and-play starter for the Patriots this past year. And Kappa is an unsung hero on that Buccaneers offensive line. I mean, guys like Ryan Jensen, Tristan Wirfs, and Ali Marpet kind of overshadowed him. But Kappa was a really, really good player. That it, You know, this is a great value pickup again. You're paying him $10 million a year. You got him for four years. He's a young player, hard worker. He was a D2 guy uh, coming into the league. So the odds are kind of stacked against him, and now he's going to be a, a premier guard in, in a pretty tough uh, pass rushing division. You've got he's going to go against Cam Hayward, uh, Calais Campbell, Derek Wolf, uh, Miles Garrett when he bumps inside. Um, what's his name? Larry Ogunjobi just signed with uh, Chicago, so he's not in the league, that division anymore. Um, but I mean, it, it's a tough division, and Cincinnati that was their one position group that really stunk this year and it is fascinating that they made the Super Bowl with such a terrible offensive line it's I always think that teams that have bad offensive lines can't succeed and I was kind of wrong proven wrong this year by how talented Cincy was but when it came down to the big game where you're playing a team with one of the best defensive players of all time uh, and other good pass rushers it, it really showed that you need offensive line to win the big game. Um, other big news, uh, obviously the Russell Wilson trade, that's a couple days old. Bobby Wagner also got dropped on the same day. Two guys that got bro- that got drafted in the same year by Seattle get dropped in the same day, which is, uh, you know, it, it, it's really, you're seeing the, the tides turn uh, in Seattle now. I don't know how, if it'll be a re- full rebuild or if they're going to try to go quick fix and go quarterback at number nine, like, like Malik Willis to take over very quickly um, and, and try to win some games in, I think, one of the best divisions in the NFL. Other, I'm just going through Twitter right now, GPA football right now, seeing other ones. I mean, there were some big ones. I, I 
the Packers re-signing Devondre Campbell to a five-year, I believe, $50 million deal is the same way I feel right now how I felt with uh, Kansas City a few years ago when they kept giving money to Mahomes, Kelsey, Chris Jones, and Hill. I don't know where this money keeps coming from. They just gave Rodgers essentially a two-year, $124 million contract. Uh, Devontae Adams are trying to get for a big money deal. And now Campbell, this is... I don't know where the money is coming from with them. I don't think the cap actually exists. I think the cap is a made-up thing that teams like the Vikings and Patriots use as a scapegoat to not go out there and spend money, um, which is really disappointing. But Campbell, one of the best league's best linebackers and all-pro this past season, is back in Green Bay. I thought he was going to sign with uh, New England, actually, but he wasn't on the market very long before the Packers re-signed him. Uh, another big storyline was um, – J.C. Jackson signing with the uh, uh, Los Angeles Chargers. The Pats didn't franchise tag him and didn't give him the money he wanted. Um, but now the Chargers are giving him a five-year, $82.5 million deal. Top five corner in the league. They are building a super defense. I think now the clear-cut first-round pick for them is either offensive tackle if they just drop Brian Bulaga or inside linebacker because linebackers, they're only – position that kind of lacks on that defense safety you got derwin james and aloki gilman corner you got uh jc jackson now defensive line they just signed sheldon joseph day real good uh interior pass rusher and run stuffer another unsung hero for that rams defense this year behind guys like Sean robinson and uh aaron donald kind of got lost in the shuffle but is a real real good player and then obviously the khalil mack trade which I feel like they got Mac for a steal, a second and a sixth next year. Not something they have to worry about this year. If they go Devin Lloyd or Nicobe Dean at uh, 19 or – no, not 19, maybe 16, 18. What, what, they have one of those mid-round picks. If they get a guy like that at one of those mid-round picks, then that's a big bump for their defense, and it's something that's going to be real scary. Uh, because that div- that that division solidified itself in this offseason as the best in football. Four really good quarterbacks and Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes, and Justin Herbert. A ton of good edge rushers, or not just edge rushers, but pass rushers. Yannick Ngakwe and Max Crosby. Crosby just got a fat extension from the Raiders on the same day that he celebrated his two years of uh, being sober. Awesome for him. I, one of my favorite players in the league is Mad Max Crosby, so I was pumped about that. So the Raiders have those two guys. The Chiefs have Chris Jones. They're, I think they're going to get rid of Frank Clark. But I think they're going to also sign Zadarius Smith. So one good edge rusher leaves, you bring another one into the division. <clears throat> You've got the Chargers, Colomac and Joey Bosa, and Denver with Bradley Chubb. Scary division. Great receivers. Great quarterbacks. Great pass rushers. Good all-around players. Um, so this, this is uh, an awesome thing to see. It's going to be the real – Wild West in the AFC and NFC West. So uh, you could see three teams from each of those divisions make the playoffs um, this upcoming season, which I would love to see. Uh, Mania and divisions like that always makes for a great storyline down the stretch in uh, it, it, for the playoffs in the season. So I'm excited about that. But other than that, those were really the big – sorry about that. Take a sip of, well, take a sip of the water there. But uh, those are the real big storylines coming out of free agency. This past uh, week, you know, I'm, I'm recording this on a uh, Tuesday, so a lot will change, a lot can change. 
So I'm super, super, super excited about uh, what's going to happen. This is my bread and butter time of the year, along with March Madness being around. Um, filled out my first bracket so far, my main bracket. I have Gonzaga winning it, but I'm probably going to change that because they never, they always disappoint. They may make the finals, but I can't, mentally I cannot pick them uh, to win this. I, I really can't just because something about them doesn't give me championship vibes. But when I was going through the matchups, I was like, Gonzaga will win here. Gonzaga will win here. It's tough because I, I think they'll win the matches that they've got, the matchups that they've got. But, oh, man, it is uh, difficult to think about. And they play UConn, too. I mean, if UConn gets hot, they're a hot UConn team is the scariest team in the tournament to ever play. And that goes the same with any hot Big East team like Providence, Villanova, Seton Hall, Creighton, UConn. Uh, so this year it's going to be real mania. And the top eight seeds in this year's uh, bracket are very, very good. Baylor, Arizona, Gonzaga, Kansas, Villanova, Auburn. Um, trying to think who else. Who did I just miss? Duke. Duke is the one-two seed. Oh, and Kentucky is the other one. But Duke is the one-two seed that I could see losing in the second round to either Davidson or Michigan State. So uh, I'll, I'll probably do a little more March Madness stuff when uh, we really get in the heat of it. But that is so far who I've got winning in my bracket. But it, it is subject to change. Um, other than that, I appreciate you guys listening to this episode of the My Parents Office podcast. Uh, now we are part of the Student Union Sports Network. So make sure you check out Student Union Sports. A lot of great writers on there. Hopefully some of my articles will be up there soon. Um, Matt are kind of finding the right stuff that'll fit on that website. Uh, especially March Madness now is big for them. I'm going to try to get a wrestling blog up on there. But I'll always still be publishing blogs to my Substack at Articles from the Office. So make sure you check that out. Follow us on social media. Um, I do that at the start of the show. But uh, yeah, uh, it, it's a great time of the year. You know, I, I do like to, to think that when uh, Andy Williams sang, uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. I like to think he was talking about March and not Christmas because this is an amazing time of the year for sports fans, especially for me. I love, I love, love, love this time. And while football may not be played, I get so into free agency, recruiting, and uh, the draft. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the My Parents Office podcast. And stay tuned for uh, a lot more wrestling, basketball, and football content coming your way in the next two or three weeks. On vacation, no escaping, playing with my head in my heart. She would shut me up quick, like don't even start. But when I found somebody, you tried to pull us apart. You wild behind the scenes, saying I'm around you, thinking like gold and diamond rings and noise and finding things, and you were fine as hell. Why lie? Stuck on you for years before I knew how to drive.